You had to put it all on the line for some Vegas pipe dream? Hey, I took a risk. I took a risk. You? You see all the angles. You never have the fucking stones to play one. Stones? You little punk. I'm not playing for the thrill of fucking victory here. I owe rent, alimony, child support. I play for money. My kids eat. I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet? And we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey, welcome everybody and uh, hope you're all doing well. I wanted to hop on for a few minutes and just share the experience I've had with the big bet. I just started sports betting, God, five weeks ago when I actually signed up for uh, the MyBookie account. And since then, it's become a little addiction. And being able to uh, talk with Memphis and Kyle and the DMs and the group chat. And uh, I swear Kyle and I are on like a synchronized schedule that we're always about to message each other. But bounce the ideas off. And ever since I started uh, listening with the big bet, I've been able to kind of formulate my own opinions. There are a few bets that the guys talk about that I like. But a lot of the time I'm able to start kind of formulating what I like and find different things based off of what they talk about. So... It's a good time. It's a great episode, and I look forward to that every uh, Thursday morning. So, you guys go ahead and pop on. Make sure you get a listen and sign up for uh, that my bookie. It's a great deal. You, Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. <laughs> oh Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis. Confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a He just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday. And welcome to the fabulous Big Bet, a division of the DWZ Football Network. I am your host. My name is Memphis, and you can follow along with me on social media via Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And with me, as always... You might know him as Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. I know him as the dirtiest player in the game today. Dr. Kyle, man, how's it going up there in New York City? In the beautiful words of Zoe Deschanel and Will Ferrell, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> man, you, you, you ain't kidding. Yeah, it, it hit us. It hit us like winter, literally, today in New York. Wind, cold gray no snow uh perfect timing is december 1st the the we all know that the rockefeller uh shit mystery uh because it's barely a christmas tree this year was lit a short while ago yeah they covered up you just put a lot of lights on and you can't see how bad it is i don't remember the whole story but yes folks that's why you got to watch the baltimore ravens and pittsburgh Steelers dumpster fire of a game at 3 40 in the afternoon on the east coast today that was a trip uh, I saw all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's, there, there's, I forgot all about it. I mean, you know, who, who among us has, has met, can say they haven't missed a Wednesday afternoon football NFL game? Cause it happens so frequently. But, you know, yeah. here's the thing. I know it's so in vogue and so, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say millennial because that will make it feel like I'm taking a cheap shot to complain about the big bag corporate boogeyman. You know, all the NFL done is, is given us our favorite sport to bet on, to play fantasy with, DFS, to talk about. All they've done is bent over backwards and jumped through 9 million hoops 
to give us everything we love. And all I see on social media is a constant, nonstop bitch fest. How about you shut the fuck up and enjoy the fucking football? How yeah. about that? You what know the what? hell else are you doing during this whole pandemic? Like, at least you get to Hello? look forward. To, you got to look forward to Thursday, Sunday. Well, there's no Monday. Thursday this week, but they gave well, us last Wednesday. Week, yeah, last, they, but then last week it was Thursday, Sunday, Monday, potentially Tuesday, then became Wednesday. That well, and now, well, if you're a pro, if you're a, a fantasy football gambling pro, you use that move to your non football watching significant other and you use that and say you know what normally i'd be watching football right now but you know what let's cuddle up on the couch let's watch a movie let's watch a movie as a family i'm gonna i'm gonna forego me time and i'm gonna invest in some we time let's sit down let's let's watch a movie they don't know and if they do know they don't they, they may not even put everything together they're in a turkey coma come on and, and then you had football all day on saturday on sunday then you had a football game on Monday night. Then you got a break on Tuesday. You got Wednesday football instead of Thursday. Then you're going to get a full slate on uh, Sunday because there's only uh, two teams on by this week. Then you get a triple header. Not one, not two, but three games on Monday and a Tuesday game. Shut up. Shut up and enjoy the football. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It messes up the DFS slate. Yep, I, I agree pain in the butt but you know what the only thing that it does and it really doesn't impact this because it's been proven you cannot multitask you can try but you cannot it's been scientifically proven you can not multitask and people who want to watch the red zone you know what i would rather focus on six games in my red zone box than nine and miss something hey here's a hot take not Uh-oh. a fan of the red zone not a okay well while we're coming clean uh, I'm going to do a tweet that's going to set the world on fire. I'm going to do a tweet of the five most overrated TV shows of all time. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to hit you with a spoiler alert. Make sure you're following along at DWZ Memphis. There's going to be a couple of two or three of them that are just going to put the world on their ear. It's not a hot take. I've watched these, most of them. And I, 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 I admit that I, I get that I don't get it. But a man who I'll, knows... I'll explain. Whatever one it is, I'll explain it to you. Okay, good. Um, there's a couple of them. We'll, we'll discuss this <laughs> next week. But I could sit here and talk weather. I could sit here and talk TV. I could sit here and talk people bitching about the NFL. I'm just damn glad. I am damn glad that we continue to get football. We're 12 weeks in. We got 13 weeks to go. And... Uh, let, let, let's keep out churning. Let's keep churning out some winners. I uh, just want to make sure to let you guys know what's on the horizon. So obviously, if you're watching live on YouTube on Wednesday, or if you're listening via pod on Thursday to the big bet here, thank you. We're looking forward to bringing you some more winners. Make sure to check out the show on Friday. So they're already on YouTube. That's the MRI. That's Dr. Kyle here and uh, our boy Matty Biggs. They did the MRI. That is the most reliable injury show with Dr. Kyle and Maddie. Uh, that's already on YouTube form, as well as Dynasty Table Talk with Maddie Biggs. Those are going to be combined into one about an hour-long pod that will be in your pod player on Friday. And then on Saturday, via pod only, I, m- I might do another Periscope. I did it last time via the Dynasty Warzone handle. but And I will do it on YouTube going forward once we hit our 100th subscriber on the YouTube channel. We're not too many away. You could be the 100th. Uh, I'll do the people's prop cast. Uh, five straight weeks of winners on my player props. And then the last show to promote, the Debbie Warzone. We're going to do our first live mock draft next week on YouTube and via podcast. So make sure you're subscribed everywhere. Notifications turned on podcast, YouTube. You won't miss a thing. And yes, we're already into rookie season next Tuesday on YouTube, Wednesday in your podcast player. We're going to have a very special guest. And when I say special, I mean special uh, guest with us on the Dynasty War Zone to talk rookie running backs. Dr. Kyle, what do you know about special guests and rookie running backs? (laughs) I don't know. What, what should I know about rookie well, running backs? You, you should, well, if, if you don't know, that's fine. 
That's fine. Not everybody's as proactive as Jerry and I are over at the Dynasty War Zone as it relates to their Dynasty Leagues. So if you've not been following along and you don't know some of the names of these college running backs, you want to make sure you tune in. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss our special guests because you'll want to be ahead. If you love fantasy football, if you love dynasty fantasy football, if you love gambling talk about football, if you just love football and football content, we will not be slowing down come January like so many other podcasts will. Hey, I did my first podcast and I'm done and I'll see you in May for rookie drafts. That doesn't happen here. That does not happen at the DWZ Football Network. We're going to still have three to five shows the entire offseason. Um, we're going to talk about orphans in dynasty leagues. We're going to talk startups. We're gonna, You and I, buckaroo, we're going to be talking about next year's future bets. We're going to be talking about season-long player props. We're still going to have a dynasty war zones, the fabulous big bet once a month, even when football season's not uh, not going. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I can't believe we're here already. I know. It's going to be awesome. You know, we're going to be talking a lot of player props and NFL draft props. Uh, Like I said, we'll hit you with some some content once a month here on the Fabulous Big Bet. And if you want to help us, if you want to help us, the easiest, what's the freest way, Dr. Kyle? Freest way to help us? Review us for free. Review us for free on iTunes or whatever platform that you listen to will allow you to do it. Um, if you do it for the dynasty war zone and you want us to cover a trade, just put it in the comments. I'll do it. And you know what? I'm going to read, I'm going to read a review that we got, uh, last week. I don't do it a lot, but what the hell let's, let's do one. Uh, and it says the additions that Memphis is doing to create a tremendous network uh, and starting with a sports betting thing. He, He did this four weeks ago and loves listening to the big bet. That means he must like you a little bit. He can't. He at least doesn't hate me, and I'll take that in this day and age where you know, everybody's hating everything. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's okay to be neutral. Yeah, and love the content, and it's helped me starting to create my own thoughts and learning the ins and outs of sports betting. So we're helping people. Love, love what's going on at the DWZ Network, and that's from Coach Alex Five. Uh, I said this on on the Dynasty Warzone show on Wednesday via the podcast, and I'll say it again now. Coach Alex, you sweet son of a bitch, thank you for this five-star review. And we would love to cover your review here on the Big Bet or on the Dynasty Warzone or on Table Talk. Because we, we want to give feedback to Maddie and Dr. Kyle and all the things that we're doing. So you can hit us up on Twitter at Dynasty Warzone or at DWZ Memphis or at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And if you don't do social media, you can email me. You can email us at, the, the email address is pretty simple. It's DynastyWarzone at Gmail. So check us out. We, you can find us everywhere, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, that's enough promoting and chatting up about nonsense like the weather in television shows. Dr. Kyle, let's talk football. A little football. A little football. The foosball, as they say. The ball. In, uh, it's a, it's a the water boy. Ball. It's yeah. the foosball. foosball. Mama said the devil played a foosball. So let's talk about the foosball. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little gambling. All right, um, man, yeah. How did your week go? I can tell you that the player props, which I'll cover on Saturday, were a lot better to me than the action here uh, with with the with the sides in total. So how'd you do? G- give me a quick uh, recap here. So it, again, a net positive. You know, I don't uh, I don't always recap like my my units and exactly what I won and lost. I just know that the dollars before the week. Uh, was less than the dollars coming out of the week, which is always nice. Uh, but things I discussed last week, you know, I'll start off with my big bet because that's also something, you know, as a, a talking point for people to think about going forward. So my, my big bet was the Buffalo Bills were laying five and a half at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. And I know a lot of people were on the Chargers this week and they had every right to be and they were in that game. Um, but I, they were, but they weren't. The, the Bills did everything they could to hand the Chargers the ball back in the fourth quarter. Three turnovers. I think it was two from Josh Allen and one from Devin Singletary. And Anthony Lynn couldn't coach himself out of a paper bag. Uh, it, my heart was racing. I, like, I was watching that one. That's one where I wish I just found out the uh, the the end result. Because if you were watching, you saw what uh, a fourth and 27 Hail Mary from Herbert. That dude, he is going to be good for a long time because the composure he has, He there's probably not a throw he already doesn't think he can make in a position he can be in and succeed. I know I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, uh, but so so the my, my point here is that the Bills ended up winning by 10 
but it very easily could have only been three. It also could have been a bunch of other things based on how that fourth quarter went specifically. And Memphis will talk about, I think his big bet was the over. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll mix it in. Yeah, that was one of my losses. That was one of my big bet. Um, I had the over 50. No, no, the, the, the closing line was 51. Now, yeah. when I talked about it on the show last week, it was 53. It dropped to 51. Now, had the Bills, now excuse me, at the Bills, the, the Chargers managed to get that last touchdown into the end zone, then it would have created a push for a lot of people. I wouldn't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, it was a bat. It wasn't. Um, what, what really confounded me, and I'm going to get into this later as I'm going into what I'm, I'm looking to wager on this week. I'll, I'll even go ahead and kind of mix this into what I learned today. If you look at the over-unders, This week, the totals, they are surprisingly low. There are huge uh, points being laid by teams. Uh, I know that the Chiefs are laying 14 to 14 and a half. Depends on where you you see the number. You should be seeing it at mybookie.ag. You know what I'm talking about. But there are some crazy numbers this week. So I learned that these crazy, wacky mega totals aren't, aren't running up at 55, 56, 57 anymore. Even in the Dome games aren't really running them up like that. So I didn't mean to cut you off. What what else did you uh did, did did you find from a quick action standpoint? Well, I'm going to talk about maybe not so much what I learned. I guess it is what I learned, but what I want you to think about going forward in in a game where it looks like if you just look at the box score in that game at the end of the game you're like, "Oh, the Bills covered by four and a half points at least that that line." I actually I think moved uh towards the Chargers. I think it was closed at minus 4 in my bookie for the Bills um and I hit it again. But um it, it, thinking about football in total points, uh, as far as the difference goes, isn't like maybe it's better to think about it at least like think about a touchdown as one and a field goal as like 0. 0.4 or or a half almost, um, and it 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 will show you how uh, and talking and this will go into what are some of my likes next week where a spread of four versus five is one point difference right. And a spread of three to six is a three-point difference. But that three-point difference between three and six, to me, is way more valuable than three times as valuable as the four to five. Um, I don't know if all those numbers make sense so much as there's like there's key points in totals or in spreads that you want to you know avoid or or attack. Um, and so when I get to some of my likes, I'll, I'll bring those up. As far as other things I liked last week, last week I was on the Seahawks getting or uh, laying five. That was a key number because I did not touch it at six or six and a half. I got it at five last week. Um, I know that's a gamble these days. I came out this week saying I'm not touching anything until like Saturday or Sunday. I've already put three bets in. I'll explain why when I get to them. And then I was also on the Giants Bengals game. I liked the Giants laying five and a half and the under. So I don't, I didn't ever bet the Giants laying the five and a half, which thank God because Daniel Jones went in that game and man, did the Giants keep the Bengals in that game with some shitty special teams. But I teased the Giants to be uh, half point favorites and the under to 48 and a half. And that was a smash. So that's my little rundown from my likes and my big bet last week. Okay. Um, I, I had my first losing week on sides and totals uh, in a while, which, hey, in this weird year, that, that feels like a win in and of itself. I went two and three. Uh, I had the under in the Raiders-Atlanta game, under 54, although that became a sweat. It finished 43-6, to six, and I was like, Ooh. here we go. The Raiders are going to drive down and score a meaningless, meaningless touchdown. Uh, by, by that point, they had Nathan Peterman in there, and I, and I felt like I was safe. The other one that I mentioned last week, I got Washington plus three at Dallas. Now, they won that game outright. I, I wasn't fooled by the Minnesota miracle with Dallas. I just didn't think that was a good team. And I, I'm I'm going to take who I think's the better head coach. And I know Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl win versus Ron Rivera's Super Bowl appearance. I don't care. I think Mike McCarthy was carried by... Aaron Rodgers, and I think, you know, Riverboat Ron kind of really helped Cam Newton. Uh, I, lo- I lost the Raiders minus three. Uh, I don't know how drunk I was to think that a team coming off of an emotional, an emotional close uh, loss against a division rival on a short week that didn't travel all the way to the East Coast to lay points to a feisty. They're not good, but they're feisty. Atlanta they team. 
I was the sucker with the New York Giants laying five and a half. I felt okay. I felt okay until they kicked that field goal. That that field goal that put them up 19 to 3, so they're up two scores. And I was like, something's going to happen. I was like, we, we can give them a field goal. Because uh, I say we, because the minute that uh, I put my money on these bastards, the, uh, the, 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 the sense of the team becomes a lot more, uh, a lot more prevalent in my household. <laughs> and, and so I finished two and three. Like I said, I mentioned I lost on my, on my big bet. Uh, I'm still, eight, I'm still eight and four on my big bets for the year going into week 13. And I'm still 38, 27 and two. So it's 58.7% as we stand right now. Uh, that that would that would mean I'm having a very good year by pro better uh, standards, which is about 54 to 55 percent winners on a year. It's amazing, it's amazing what that just a little bit above 500 will do in the betting world. And if you're looking to get in on these before we go into what we're looking at this week, head over to mybookie.ag. They're our official odds provider of the fabulous big bet. And it's the sporting, it's the sports betting site that I love the most. They also have a casino. They have horse tracks. Uh, you, you can bet on horses. You can bet on so much more than football. Now, football is my thing. I love it. Uh, but all you got to do, if you're listening on the podcast, you just hit pause. As long as you're not driving, that's the rule. As long as you're not driving, you hit pause. Go into the show notes of your podcast. And there's a hyperlink. It'll take you right to mybookie.ag. All you do is sign up to become a member. And upon that initial deposit, they'll match it by 50%. Uh, you also get a free play in there. So much more for being a new member at mybookie.ag. Now, Dr. Kyle, that's the sports book you use? Yeah, the one and only, actually. I don't have the uh, uh, the privilege of getting to bounce around and look at all the lines. I mean, I, if I really, really, really want like if this was like a full-time thing out of New York, I would probably have friends in New Jersey that I actually have a friend in New Jersey, uh, a couple of them that I would be like, what, what do we have here, here and here? And that's where I, the right way to you do can it. still download the apps. I mean, even though they're, they're the competition Dra- DraftKings, um, DraftKings, William Hill, uh, bet MGM grand three rivers. There's like five or six that I keep on my phone in a certain tab. So I can just bounce around. Now I live in Indiana, so I I I live by a different set of rules than than yeah. Doctor Kyle. But Doctor Kyle lives in a state with a different set of rules too, and he's using mybookie.ag. If you smell what I'm stepping in, so if you need help getting hooked up on mybookie, you, I know you did it for our boy JC. You've helped a couple other people. Man, just just hit up Doctor Kyle at dwz underscore doctor pt on Twitter. You can slide in those DMs. Any questions, he can get you. Uh, navigated through the waters of mybookie.ag. But let, man, let's get betting. Let's talk about what we're looking at this week. So uh, I'm going to jump into one. First one that, that, I, that, that I like. <laughs> you first, please. The first one that I like, we'll just go back and forth, is is Jacksonville plus 9.5 at Minnesota. Now i got a question for you, Dr. Kyle. Are you ready? Uh, yes, I'm ready now. Who, yep. who the hell is Minnesota to be laying nine points to anybody? To Anybody. I mean, I know Kirk Cousins has been playing well. Uh, this team has had more double-digit, and nine, I'm going to use nine as my number, but they've they've won one game by nine points or more, and it was against the hapless Lions. But this team's been blown out by Green Bay. They got blown out by Indy, and they got blown out by Atlanta. And here's the thing. The, the, the Jags may be bad, but Doug Marone has these guys ready to play. Now, the Jags do have five losses of 10-plus, but in the recent games that I've seen, you know, especially the game against Green Bay and most recently this game against Cleveland, they're feisty, man. They may not be winning, but they're playing with pride. So for me, I'm leaning toward Jacksonville plus nine and a half. You did a very you did a very mediocre job earlier of describing, you know, key numbers, but nine and a half <laughs> if 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 I were gonna use I laid this, it out simply, I think. You 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 did fine. I'm busting your chops. But if that number, if I could get that number at 10. That's is that 10 on my bookie right now, Memphis? Is it? Okay, so then it moved from this afternoon when I was doing yep. my research. And that's the thing about lines. They move very, very quickly. Yep. And if I could get it at 10, maybe when we get done recording or when Dr. Kyle was talking about his first light, I might slide over and, and get down because 10 is a key number. What's a key number? 
that's a number that you're likely to see a game. How many games have you seen in your lifetime that end 24-14, 27-17, 31-21? You know, other key numbers would include 3, 4, 7, uh, 10, 11, 14, 17. These are all key numbers. So if I could get it at 10, which I just get ready to, uh, I'm going to let Dr. Kyle talk about what, 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 what do you think about Jacksonville Mini and then uh, give me your first. So it's actually funny you bring that game up because uh, so me, JC, and Nick, we started uh, – so any of the patron, uh, patrons want to jump in. We started a separate group chat just to talk the 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 big bet or the, the DWZ bet stuff. Bet DWZ is what it will be called. Um, and so we were looking at the lines yesterday. We were talking about uh, how we approach things and, and uh, it, just like shooting the shit. It was really good. Uh, I think it's just going to speed up everybody's learning cur- learning curve. Uh, but anyway, I was looking at the lines uh, Monday and yesterday in preparation for today, of course. And at that point, Jacksonville, Minnesota was minus nine. And the Jets uh, Raiders was uh, the Raiders were laying seven and a half traveling to New York. And I'm not one to, you know, teams – uh, teams traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast for a one o'clock slate is not something I want to be on the West Coast team. That's how I was on the Bills over the Seahawks a few weeks ago and the Chargers or the, the Bills over the Chargers this week. Uh, but what I do like is I do like the Raiders outright to beat the Jets. And so what I did there was I quickly was able to get Minnesota teased down to three, which is a key number. Cause now once it hit nine and a half or 10, I wasn't touching it in a teaser. Cause I don't like, like Memphis said, like who is Minnesota to be laying that much, but I do think they beat Jacksonville outright. They just came behind from Carolina who. It that was feels a, like a, like a, like a 28, 21 game. Agreed. Agreed. Like Jacksonville's putting up points. They put up some points on the Browns this week. Not the Brown that the Browns defense is so formidable, but like you said, Minnesota has been in close games. They, they had, you know, that, that Panthers game looks closer than it was because they overcame, you know, consecutive snaps turned into defensive touchdowns. Um, So that's, you know, I don't know how I got onto that, but I guess that was uh, uh, filibuster enough with relevant information. So Memphis could go get the Jags at plus 10. My first like done and done, by the way, I got you. Um, so my first like I did tease that, by the way. So, you know, Minnesota minus or Minnesota to minus three and then Raiders to, to minus one and a half, you know, laying an extra uh, dime, as they say, down from your typical minus 110. It becomes minus 120. Um, you want to learn about that stuff? Sidebar with me, Nick and JC. Uh, my first like of the week. And I felt I felt. This was like a very confusing one for me to look at. And I'm still like, I really like it. But I, for me, this is just like um, playing with fire a little bit on this one. New England is traveling to the Chargers this week. And right now that game's a pick them. And the Chargers, like, like I said, Anthony Lynn can't coach himself out of a paper bag. And he is going up against the GOAT, Bill Belichick. I know New England's got the big travel. It's an afternoon game. So I I, I think it's that it makes it a little a little less negligible or more negligible. Uh, I'm confusing myself right now. Anyway, uh, Bill Belichick in his career against rookie quarterbacks is 19 and 5. Granted, 12 and 0 at home, so 7 and 5 on the road. That split is where I'm waffling a little bit, but I just think I, you know, I could pull it up. I have it up right now. The, uh, the losses were against a, a Steelers team coached. Was Mike Tomlin coach when big Ben was drafted? I no, I think that was uh, still cower. So regardless man with the big chin, it, it was Ben Roethlisberger with a great coach. Uh, one of the other ones was actually, yeah, two of them were, were Jets quarterbacks. One was Mark Sanchez. The other was Geno Smith. Uh, I know the Mark Sanchez one. That, that Jets team went, I believe, 13-3 and three or 14-2. and two. So that was a great team. And then the uh, it was Colt McCoy. That one doesn't feel so good with the Browns. And then Russell Wilson, who went on to the Super Bowl that year. So t- two, uh, two of those guys went on to the, to be Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl. Uh, Sanchez was close to the Super Bowl in his. I know that's like a lot of information that's probably just trying to create a narrative that doesn't mean 
as much. Um, but I just can't imagine if, so if Anthony Lynn was fired on Monday, I would probably be on the chargers this week, but I just think the chargers as a, as a team, they probably, there's probably no energy left in that locker room. I don't think any of the players on that team believe in Anthony Lynn for whatever reason, he's still there. Maybe they want to keep losing just like the jets want to keep losing to increase their draft capital. Um, and so for those, not so great, but good reasons. I, I also think the Patriots are in a much better spot now than they were earlier in the season. They're a little bit hotter now. They had a rough start. They had the COVID stuff. Uh, and they're still in the playoff hunt. So, you know, eh, maybe Bill Belichick gets a couple extra camera guys in there earlier in the week. And if if it wins me a couple extra bucks, I don't care if it costs them a draft pick in a year. Um, so that's, that's my first like. I, I don't love it, but I like it. All right. Well, let me hit you with my second one. I, I'm... I, I stay away from that game. The talent is on the Charger side. The coaching is on the New England side. And so I'm not going to be on either side. Here, here's the next one. This one's a little if-then-like. Uh, Are you ready then there, Dr. Kyle? I like it. I like so the choose-your-own-adventure. It, it is a choose-your-own-adventure. Damn good call. Remember when you were a kid and you went to the book fair and you had like a 10 spot in your pocket? You, you were the man or the woman, depending on you know what you are. But there it was, was different at that time, actually. There was no greater feeling than walking into a book fair with a couple extra bucks in your pocket, knowing you were getting ready to do uh, do the good work. But my, my second like is Cincinnati plus 11.5 at Miami. Now, who was Miami beat by margin with Tua? Nobody. Now, now Fitzmagic, he has five wins of 10-plus as the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. Now, that does include a win at San Francisco. And yeah, there was a couple against the, the Jets and one against the Jags. And um, I know Tua and they, they beat the, the Rams by 11, but they had two special teams touchdowns. And there was a third touchdown that went on the one yard line. So they have not beat anybody. Tua is listed as like a limited participant. And there's quote unquote optimism that he could be the quarterback. If Tua is the quarterback against Cincinnati, I will take Cincinnati plus the points. If my man Fitz Magic is the quarterback, I will not touch this game. So for right now, this is a very much an if-then. If it's Tua, I'm in. If it's Fitz, I am out. So that that is my second bet. What do you think, Dr. Kyle? And then give me a back-to-back. Give me another like and give me your this week's big bet. Okay, so another like I have, and this is going to be a bit of an if-then as well. Uh, so we talked about already how the the over-under um, numbers, the totals for this week, are all significantly lower than they have been in weeks past, especially the first five or six weeks where teams' uh, totals were going over 50 regularly. Um, I know Detroit is traveling to Chicago, but we just saw Chicago's defense uh, hockey, uh Akeem, not Hakeem Nix, Akeem Hicksless get trampled by the Packers. Um, and so the, the over-under in this Detroit-Chicago game is 44 and a half. I have two ifs for you. Actually, potentially three. So if Akeem Hicks is out, he is very key in uh, getting pressure up the middle. He's probably one of the most uh, – Formidable defensive tackles in the game. That's my word of the day. If you haven't picked up on that formidable, Google it. Uh, but if Akeem Hicks is out and Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Swift are goes, I'm going to be all over the over in this Detroit Chicago game. Um, I don't. I don't. The the Detroit Lions defense couldn't. You know, couldn't play defense out of a paper bag. I'll come up with some new. Uh, I got to get myself some emphasisms. I know. Um, but the, the Lions defense has been atrocious. They just gave up 30-plus, I believe, to the Texans last Thursday at home. And they're also – I think they're going to be playing with a little bit of zest, a little bit of energy this week coming off of the Matt Patricia firing. And for those reasons, if Akeem Hicks is out and Kenny Galladay and DeAndre Swift are goes, I'm going to be all over the over of 44-and-a-half Detroit at Chicago. Now, th- now, this one feels like a revenge spot because Detroit had these guys on the ropes. DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown that would have won the game outright for Detroit in, was it week one? Pretty sure it was yeah. week one. Yeah, that total was 50, so that would have put it up to 56 yeah. and 57 too. All right, well, I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to give you a minute to collect yourself, and I'm going to hit you with a big bet. 
Surprise, surprise. I know you're stunned. I know you're I'm going, I'm, <gasps> a total. I'm, I'm going a with total. the total. So so what so what what matchup do you think has the highest total of the week? If you had to guess. You got Green Bay and Philly, you've got Denver and uh, oh, I know KC. Just, I'm trying to think of some the the Colts in Houston. Yeah. Um, there are Is it t- Tennessee and Cleveland? You cheating bastard. It was. That's why they call you the dirtiest player in the game today. It is. How in the blue I didn't hell? cheat. My hands, were, my hands were away from the computer. I changed you, nothing. You have access to the show sheet. I know. I don't, I don't use the show sheet. Come on. The, the highest total of the week, Cleveland Browns at the Tennessee Titans, 54 points. I, I was just floored by this. You got Arizona and, and L.A., and it's just 54. And, and, and so I started to do some research. You know, both of these, you know, people, the, the perception out there would be that, you know, these are, are run-based teams, and, and that is very accurate. Cleveland runs the most rushing plays by percentage of any team in the league. They rush the ball 52.1% of the time. In 2020, they are 52% run dominant. And Tennessee? Tennessee is fourth at 50.4. So both of these teams like to run the ball more than half the time. Now, what does that do? Cleveland runs the sixth fewest plays in the league. They they run an average of 61.5 uh, plays per game. Tennessee runs the 17th fewest. They run 64.5 plays per game. So what am I getting at? The more they run the ball, you have a running clock. A running clock shortens the game. And I just don't see outside of you know, a couple of like pick sixes or like a, a punt return for a touchdown or a fumble return. I don't know how they do it because not only are these teams good at running the ball or do they like running the ball, their defenses aren't horrible. Cleveland is 10th in the league in rush yards allowed. They've given up 922 or 84 a game. Tennessee is 16th against the rush, giving up 1,020 on the season or about 93 a game. So I see a lot of running the ball. I see a lot of King Henry. I see a lot of Nick Chubb. Uh, I see some sprinkling in of Kareem Hunt. And you'll see a little play action with uh, with Baker and with Ryan Tannehill. But outside of A.J. Brown, who's the dynamic weapon in the passing game? And don't tell me Jarvis Landry. Just like I tell you, don't piss on my shoes and tell me it's raining. Okay? I don't see how this game gets anywhere near 50 much less 54. This game really feels like a 21-28 type game at the ceiling. Maybe 24-28. But I am going to go under 54 points on the total. Cleveland at Tennessee. That is my big bet. Dr. Kyle, what do you think? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I, like, what happens in the first play of the game, one of them rolls out and it's, you know, A.J. Brown for 70 yards. It it, it, it's it's going to happen, and what no, happens no, when, I, I really when, like when Baker goes three? What happens when Baker goes three and out four series in a row? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm mostly just being facetious. I I do like the thought process there. I looked at that one for the same reasons. I'm like, these are two very run heavy teams. Why they have the highest total? Um, but you know, at Tennessee, they're Tennessee. Tennessee's in a dome, right? Or they or Tennessee's nice outdoor. They play at the Nissan. Outdoor oh, right. football stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. Uh, but no, it is it is not a dome. So the no. weather is good. I checked the weather. The weather's going to be 46 and mostly sunny. So there's not like a wind. At least I didn't see any major wind over 20 miles an hour. It, it just feels like a very high total. Cleveland's getting uh, Miles Garrett back on the defensive side of the ball. And how do you how do you beat Cleveland? I mean, really, you attack their secondary. I don't think Denzel Ward's going to play, which could lead to a good fantasy game or DFS game for for AJ Brown. But I I just don't see big plays. I I, I see this being a, a war of attrition. You know what? You know, it's just like you know when two guys. You are you a UFC fan at all, Doctor Kyle? Mm. It, it's like, I'll, it's I'll like, watch it here and there, but I couldn't tell you who who fights. It's like you know they, they say styles make fights. And you know you you, oh, get, yeah. you get two guys in there who aren't afraid to throw the leather, you know that that's a good fight. Or if you're like into jujitsu and you like the 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 technical grace of two guys grappling trying to submit one another, styles make fights. And these these are two teams, who, these two teams want to establish who's the big bully on the block. Hey, I'm I'm going to line up with Nick Chubb and we're going to line up with Derrick Henry and we're just going to see who's the baddest running team in the NFL. 
And, and for those reasons, I, I think it favors the under. So that's why I went that way. I am dying to know about your big bet so we can talk about some DFS. And I, I've got some new takes on DFS. So let's talk about your big bet. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, so my big bet was about to be a choose your own adventure until my adventure was chosen by some, uh, actually not quite, just practice stuff on Wednesday doesn't ne- necessarily dictate Sunday. Um, but I'm going to back to the over under well. All right. So I'm going under 51 at Houston. Uh, and here's why. The Houston Texans just lost your boy Will Fuller for the rest of the season due to uh, substance abuse. I don't know what substance it was. Don't care. Uh, He's not going to be in this game. They also just released Kenny Stills. I know they just blew up the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, but the Detroit Lions have one of the worst and notably slowest defenses in the NFL. So I think that's an inflated total we're looking at from Houston this week. You know, Houston, I think, has only put up 30 or more points not that they're expected to put up that many points this week uh, in in two or three contests, but one was a shootout in Tennessee early on in the season when the the overs uh, were higher. Um, and I believe this Indianapolis defense is going to match up very well, much faster, much bigger uh, against this not so scary Houston Texans offense that I believe is going to struggle to move the ball without their deep threat. Will Fuller It's going to be Brandon cooks and um, Randall Cobb. And they, they haven't run the ball. Well, they haven't you know done anything out of the backfield. Well, and Indianapolis is likely to be without their left tackle, Anthony Costanza. We saw this earlier in the season. We saw how it affected Phillip rivers. We saw how it affected the run game at times. And so I know, uh, you know, if I'm, I'm taking Frank Reich nine times out of 10, against Romeo Cornell as a coach. And since the Colts just lost to Tennessee, this is going to be very much uh, more of a, a much win game in division coming off of a, a, a divisional loss. And for those reasons with, if, if Costanza does not play, which I think right now it's leaning, he's not because he sprained his MCL. Uh, I will be betting the under 51 Indianapolis at Houston. All right, he said under 51 and a half, Indy at Houston. Indy's weird. Indy could score 17 points or they could score 31 points. It's uh, The good thing is is you don't have to worry. We always have to worry. You don't have to worry as much about a defensive touchdown with, with Houston because Deshaun Watson hasn't turned the ball over in like six straight games. So right. I am certainly a fan of what they've got going on there with the uh, the Houston Texans, although I will be rooting for the Indianapolis Colts. We're gonna shift we're gonna shift this dude over to some DFS action, but wanna make sure that I let you know that the DFS portion of the program is brought to you by my man, Matt Vincent of Hate Brand Goods. This is my favorite athletic apparel brand and they just launched two more styles of my favorite workout shorts, the GOAT shorts over at hatebrand.com. They have added a duck camo. If you don't know what duck camo is, Google it. Dr. Kyle, do you know what duck camo looks like? Only because I checked to see what the new releases were for Hate Brand. I have both on the way in a big brown truck. I'm very excited, and I will be rocking those soon. And if you want to rock them just like me, because they are my favorite workout shorts, not only are they funky and got some attitude and look cool, but they're extremely functional. Um, I'm into powerlifting. I do CrossFit a few days a week. Uh, I like to mix it up. And these things are perfect. Squatting, deadlifting, benching, and and they can double as swim trunks. So at some point, we will be allowed to travel again in the great United States and around the world and we got to get you hooked up with some hate brand goat shorts. They've also got joggers. I'm wearing a pair right now as we record this podcast. They're, they're my podcast trousers because they're warm and it's cold in my basement. And you can check out all the fine merchandise at hate brand at the hviii.com. That's the hviii.com. If you can't remember the website, it's okay. Again, pause the pause the podcast. Go into the show notes, click the link, boom. Check them out, man. They got men's, they got women's. They have the, uh, if you're uh, into women's leggings or you have someone in your life that is into women's leggings, they have the Kill Bill 
women's leggings, Dr. Kyle. They're that bright yellow like Uma Thurman wore, but they're compression leggings like women's would wear with the uh, the foam pocket. And it's a, it's a good time. So head over to hatebrand.com, use the promo code MEMPHIS, save some money, man. Save that cash. Put it back in your pocket, not his. Don't tell him I said that because that's hurtful and that's not what he's in business for. But Dr. Kyle, do you want to know what I learned about DFS this week? Uh, yes, please, because if we're going to review my DFS from last week, there's absolutely nothing good we learned. No, we're going to be like everyone else who covers DFS and just pretend like last week never happened. You yeah. know, if, 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 you did, if you did great, if you min-cashed, like I always do, if you min-cashed, then you, you can at least mention it. If you shit your pants, you don't say nothing at all. That is the DFS way. You know, what, what, is, uh, what do they say in The Mandalorian? This is the way. This is the way of DFS. But I learned something. I learned Here. something, and I, I got to a little little tip of this Colts cap to my good buddy, the Podfather, a.k.a. Matt Kelly over at Roto Underworld. Now, he said, and I'm doing some research because you just can't take someone's word for it. He's, a, he's mm-hmm. an established dude, but, you know, um, doesn't mean he's always right. But uh, allegedly, you play tournaments on DraftKings, and you play cash games on FanDuel. Remember, remember about two, three weeks ago when I said that playing tournaments on FanDuel was like the lottery? He said the exact same thing. And I was <laughs> like, son of a bitch. I knew it. It's fucking work. It's a fucking work. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm, I'm going to start doing my, my tournaments, my GPP, my Millie Maker entry. I'm going to start doing that because I'm never going to be the guy who runs 907 entries into a tournament. I'm just not. I'm just not. I would rather take that nine hundred and seventy dollars. Not with that attitude. I would rather take that nine hundred and seventy dollars and go, you know, double it up betting sports sides and totals, than than just striking a match to it. Because you can use all the lineup gimmick creators, and you'd be lucky to break even. But anyway, I am I'm, I I am growing with a fondness for DFS. So so take that for what it's worth. I'm still validating that. I'm not saying that statement from Mr. Kelly is incorrect or it is correct. I just want you to know that that validates something that I thought a couple of weeks ago and that FanDuel, because for whatever reason I was just gravitating toward FanDuel, it's fucking work, man. It's a hustle. It's a lottery. You know, you and nine bajillion and, and, and his, his theory is correct. When you have a Millie Maker entry and your, you know, your, your barrier to entry is like $4 and 44 cents, it lets all the riffraff in. But when you when you have the Millie Maker entry that's like twenty bucks, that that cleans it up a little bit. So I I get that portion of, of what he's saying, but I'm still validating that. Doctor Kyle, who is your stack of the week? What is your stack attack? Because mine's gonna uh, mine's gonna curl some hair and uh, you know peel you peel you back a little bit. You're you're not gonna like mine because it uh, goes against all, everything you said in your big bet. But with Baker Mayfield's price, because I looked at the quarterbacks this week and I didn't like a, a lot of their matchups. Uh, you know, Preacher. Kyler, yeah, Kyle, Kyler is going against the Rams, Josh Allen against the 49ers. And I, I don't know what to think of that defense. Um, but Tennessee's defense has been quite friendly to the quarterback for fantasy purposes this year. And Baker Mayfield at only 7,100. I'm like, eh, let, let's roll with the guy that I don't really like. Uh, and just stack him with Jarvis Landry and see what happens. That's my stack of the week. Stack of the week. Now, I agree with you, by the way, on the stack of the week, because, you know, who are some of the people that you've been stacking? You know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs or Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. I don't like their matchups. Are you going right. are you, are you to take a rookie quarterback against the hoodie, Uncle Bill? Okay. And you, you're going to take uh, uh, Stephon uh, Gilmore is a shadow corner. I'm not saying he's going to limit, you know, Keenan Allen. He's still going to get his targets, but I'm I'm not going to run up against that. We just saw what the 49ers did to you know the the Rams offense. It's it's weird. The 49ers, you know, a couple weeks ago the Dolphins hung a 43 or 47 spot on them, but then they just beat the brakes off of other teams. So I, I don't want to run up against that in a, in a tournament. So mine's going to blow you away. But mine's Jared Goff. And Cooper Cup, and, and I know what you're thinking, but Jared Goff has not looked great lately. You're right, and he and he didn't look great a couple of weeks ago when I backed him against the Seattle Seahawks. But if you look at that game 
more than just the box score, you'll realize that he threw for like 325 yards. They just rushed in three touchdowns because he had three uh, plays, one from the four, one from the one, and another one from the one that, you know, one went to every running back that week. It was just bad timing. It was just bad luck in a game that they won against a very good Seattle team. But if you go back over Jared Goff's career versus the Arizona Cardinals, he averages right at 300 yards a game. He averages about two touchdowns in a game and about half an interception over over his career with Sean McVay as the head coach. I did not pull the stats from his rookie year with uh, the mustache with uh, Jeff Fisher. I did not do that. And, and last Don't, year – You'll just be disappointed. It would just go eight and eight. But, la- but I looked at Goff last year versus the uh, – versus the the Cardinals, and he had over almost 800 yards passing and seven touchdowns in two games against them last year. He had had like 364 and change and and three and then 404 or something like that. I know the totals are almost 800 yards passing and seven touchdowns. This was a great matchup. Um, Again, I know I'm playing with fire because they could get inside the 10 and look to run the ball with Akers or Henderson or Brown. I know that, but I, I, I like this, especially at the cost because it allowed me to move up other places. So my, I tried to go with a double stack. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, ever since this year because last year they were the honey hole for the tight end position. This year it's not been the same because mm-hmm. initially my initial thought was how do I get a golf cup Higby stack? But I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure out how to get that stack in there. So right now I'm just going with a small stack of just Cup and Golf. I know it sounds uh, crazy, but Dr. Kyle, I, I want to know who is your high-dollar honey hole? Who, who are you going to? It's going to cost you a few bucks. But uh, who are you looking to, to add in your lineup? Big name, big price. What you got? Dalvin Cook. As chalky as they come as running backs, he you know. Well, you know, he's your high dollar because your chalky guy can't can't be both. I mean, I guess it can. It's your 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 build, but well, let's just stick with him being your high dollar because he's the top of the mark on the running back position. Okay. So why so why Dalvin Cook? I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so they they're they're home, and this is assuming he's healthy. And like I liked him last week for the same reasons. Um, and then he left that game with the injury, and I think they just played it safe with him the rest of the game. But at home against Jacksonville in a game where they should control the flow. Uh, they should be playing in a positive game script most of the game. And he's involved in the passing game. Um, I just feel like he, you know, maybe maybe not vol- value, but I just I just see the guaranteed volume there in a game that she they should absolutely walk away with the win. Maybe not by 10, but I think they'll be, uh, you know, perhaps they – get in a hole early, they'll come back out of it. Um, and I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a key piece of that offense, as he generally is in the games they win. So that, that's my Cook spiel. I, I like Cook. My fear is there was a blurb on Roto World the other day about he's beat up. You know, he had uh, the ankle injury the other day, and he, and he popped out. And at that price, I think he's like just over 10000 yeah. on, on on DraftKings. Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, if I'm going to put a high-dollar honey in my lineup this week, it's going to be Devontae Adams. Mm. Six straight games with a touchdown. We just watched DK Metcalf beat Darius Slay like he owed him money. He beat the brakes off that boy. And what makes me think with the volume that we know Aaron Rodgers is going to give Devontae Adams that he's not going to do it again? I mean, they, they're literally – I'm like, this guy's like the wide receiver two or three – in full point PPR, and he missed like two and a half games. That's and great. he's right there on the heels of Tyreek Hill. So my high dollar honey is going to be Devontae Adams, but I do want to take a minute to talk about Tyreek Hill. I am A lot of people are going to chase that 200 and some odd, what, 265 and, and three touchdowns and 13. Yeah. He's playing the Denver Broncos, and, and that may feel like a honey of a matchup for him, but it's not. In eight games in his career, he's had 37 catches, for 419 yards and five touchdowns. He averages about five catches for 40 yards and half a touchdown a game. For whatever reason, he's never had more than 75 yards in one game against the Denver Broncos. Hmm. His high is 74. 
And when you get these teams with these big divisional matchups, that's why I was off Cooper Cup last week. If you listen to the People's Propcast on Saturday, I mentioned I was off Cooper Cup. Why? Because in five career games versus the 49ers, his previous high was 31 yards, which he beat this week with 41 yards. There's something about these divisional matchups where you see certain players over and over and over again. Now, could Tyreek Hill go out and have 150 and 2? You bet your ass he could, in the mm-hmm. blink of an eye. But the history, the data tells me that this is not the week to be fooling around with with Tyreek Hill. I would rather pay up for a Devontae Adams than I would Tyreek Hill because he's going to be very expensive and he doesn't have the best matchup historically. So so who is your chalk guy? Are you going back to Dalvin? Is there a different chalk guy? I'll, I'll choose a different one. I'll go to the tight end position. Uh, it dumpster fire of a position. Again, you know, it, we don't get to touch Kelsey this week because – at least on FanDuel, he's not in the uh, Millie Maker for whatever time that game is at. Uh, but TJ Hawkinson, I'm just going to pay up for the guy who is slowly moving his way up the you know dynasty rankings as just a very reliable, consistent tight end. He's used in the red zone. The Bears haven't been good against the tight end, and I they just gave up. You know, they've given up points to a lot of teams this year. I know everybody talks about the Bears D, but I think if Akeem Hicks is out. Uh, this has all the makings of a higher scoring game than we might expect. And, you know, just just give me the chalk with with tight ends. I hate trying to guess if Jonu Smith is going to score a touchdown this week and then he lays a goose egg. If Gesicki is going to score a touchdown or it's a goose egg, like whoever it may be. Um, I just feel like Hawkinson's as reliable as they come at this point. And it still allowed me to get, you know, some other guys in the other positions that I like this week. So he's my, my tight end chalk. I like it. I do want to apologize. Dalvin Cook's 9,500. I thought he was 10-1. I thought he was 10,100. He's actually 9,500 on DraftKings. Now, my chalk play of the week is going to be Austin Eckler at uh, 7,100. I I don't know how he is 7th on the overall price chart at, at that price, coming off of 16 targets in DK's full point PPR scoring yeah. format and we just talked about you know Keenan Allen's going to probably have a day with Stephon Gilmore and you know Herbert's going to continue to feed this guy my one my one slight reservation is that New England is one of the toughest teams in the league against the reception to mm. the running back position they're not a bad matchup for the running back position in general mm-hmm. but they're not a great running back uh, matchup as it relates to the passing game but that's all right I'm looking for volume and I'm looking for value and I believe that Mr. Eckler is going to represent both. And I do want to tack on to your to your tight end comment. I'm actually going back to the Darren Waller, uh, you know, thing from Cro- last week. Crossed my mind too. It was yeah, Waller Hawkinson this week. It, it, yeah, and it, 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 it is, and it doesn't bother me. The Jets are horrible, horrible. They're horrible against everything, but the tight end's one of them. And it's just one of those things. I, I believe in the superstar bounce back. I don't like chasing points. With like the, I mentioned Tyreek Hill earlier. I'm not trying to chase down 51 or 52 points, whatever it was. And I, I like the superstar bounce back. It feels like whenever one of these superstar players have a really off week, it's like they overcourse correct and they really feature them and feed them the next week. And, and who else is the superstar on the offense? Josh Jacobs is banged up. And who's the priority? Is it Nelson Aguilar? Don't think so. Is it Henry Ruggs? Don't Hasn't think been. so. Hasn't been, Brian, but it's going to be Darren Waller. They're going to look to get their man, the Wallerus, back on track. And for that reason, I I wanted to mention him. And then the the last position, Mr. Min Salary. Um, This is a guy that I've made fun of, and I've made fun of other analysts for, you know, touting this guy nonstop. Because every week, it's it's like a... Uh, the, like the old-fashioned Native American rain dance. Do you know why the Native American rain dance worked, Dr. Kyle? Because they only did it when it rained? No. They didn't stop dancing until it rained. <laughs> so they, they just kept dancing. And, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump on the the fantasy football rain dance that is LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> he's, he's another week removed from the groin injury, or maybe it was a hamstring that slowed him down a couple of weeks ago. And he's playing on the fast track in Minnesota with a team that we know is going to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a competitive game. So he's 3600 on DK. He's not quite the men's salary, but that's pretty damn cheap. So I've managed to work in some cheap LaVisca because I think, you know, 
Well, they always say in Vegas, it's due. And, and, and there is a clear difference. <laughs> There's a clear difference between fantasy football, daily fantasy football, and gambling versus like that of a roulette wheel. The right. odds are the same no matter what. Depends if you're playing with an American roulette wheel or a European roulette wheel, whether there's one or two green spaces on the wheel versus the number of red and blacks. Outside of that, it's about 50-50. The odds never change. Even if it's been 16 reds in a row, the odds of red and black are still the same. It's a little bit different in fantasy football because there's regression and progression throughout the week. So is he due? Yeah, I, I think he is, especially if Chris Conley misses again. And if DJ Chark misses again, I, I think there's going to be a big opportunity for a little bit extra volume for LaVisca. Do you have a, a min cash play before we go, get the hell out of here? You know, I'm looking at my prices. I have a lot of like medium cash plays, but my, my minist, uh, I'll, I'll talk, I guess, too. One, they'll both be short. Devontae Booker, if Josh Jacobs is not a go, he's looked good. Even That's a just, good call. Yeah, he, he's looked good at times this year, even just spelling Josh Jacobs. Um, I don't think he got a chance to really strut his stuff in that negative game script against the Falcons where Carr couldn't stop turning the ball over. I think we'll see uh, the, you know, I, I think back, it was either week one or week two, the Raiders played the Panthers and Memphis talked on here about how he thought the Raiders were going to get in. They're going to run the ball. They're going to barely win. And then they're going to get out. I feel like it's going to be the same thing here with the Jets, except I think the, the, the odds of them winning are much higher and they'll win by more. Um, and then uh, a cheap kind of sneaky, that defense play that I don't think a lot of teams or a lot of people will be on. And it's a crapshoot, but the Eagles at Green Bay, and part of this depends on if the center for the Packers doesn't play. Corey Lindsley left that game with, uh, I think, a significant knee injury. And if he doesn't go, uh, look, that I only watched the first half of the Eagles-Seahawks game, and that Eagles defensive line annoyed the shit out of Russell Wilson. I guess things were different in the second half, and I'm sure the Eagles defense got run down because the offense couldn't stay on the field for more than three or four um, plays at a time. Um, but that's something to think about where if – if Lindsley isn't a go and they they are not able to keep Rodgers healthy in the pocket, that the Eagles defense could get to him a little bit. And the, the Green Bay's have a little, been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde this year. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you one. So I'm gonna throw you a defense on my way out. Are you ready? Do it. All right. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. They lead since they've acquired uh, Carlos, Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap. They lead the league in sacks. Since that time. Now, if Dunlap's out, I, I may not like this as much, but at, at their current price of 3300 I mean, that's toward the, the middle third. I mean, would I rather have them or the, the Rams? Uh, and I'm not going to pay up for the Raiders, who, again, are going all the way across country. They flew back from Atlanta to Las Vegas to then fly to New York City for another early game. You know, I would rather I would rather take my shot with the with the Seattle Seahawks playing a backup quarterback and Colt McCoy more than likely. I don't think we're going to see Dan Jones because of his hamstring. I mean, mm-hmm. you're the doctor. I know you guys covered that on the MRI. Yeah, so I think of- I think Jones will be out this week. I think the last I read about Dunlap, sorry, uh, Dunlap today, it sounds like the foot injury is not nearly as serious as they thought, and I think there's a chance he plays this week. So yeah, I, th- I think both. I think I will say this, you know, we can just keep filibustering and, and run this thing out all night. I know you're tired, <laughs> so I'll just I'll just keep extending it. Is uh, if Daniel Jones does play, or if Colt McCory does play, I kind of like Wayne Gallman as a cheap PPR option because normally the reason why Daniel Jones doesn't check down a lot as a QB is because he's mobile. He's not afraid to scoot and you know pick up. You know why was Eli so good? Why is Phil Rivers so good? Tom Brady so good for the running back position? Because Justin Herbert, that, that guy is, which he's is the weird his, one. But his real foot, yeah, you're right. He is because he does move. But his real football IQ and his ability to go through reads and like the second, like he's like, is this? It's a blitz. Boom, Eckler. Boom, whoever it was. Like, I'm I'm so impressed with his real football skill. Yeah. So if so, Wayne Gallman is someone that uh, I, I'm not going to be afraid to play as well. But Dr. Kyle, another another good show. Um, we continue to win. Uh, I'm, I'm winners for the week. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we are looking at the game of DFS through a different lens, thanks to Mr. Kelly. And I'm going I'm to I'm continue to report out on how my, uh, my goings 
on DraftKings tournaments goes. Uh, I've never been a big cash game player anyway. If I'm playing a cash game, it's called betting a side or mm-hmm. betting a total. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to at least have a, a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the DFS world. And you want to keep a finger on the pulse of everything fantasy football, just subscribe here to the DWZ Football Network. You get daily, and it's going to be all off-season long. Again, when your other favorite podcasts are hibernating like a grizzly bear, you can be out here getting rookie content, getting ready to dominate the 2021 season from every aspect of football. But, Dr. Kyle, do you have anything before I sign us off? Stay classy, Iceland. Stay classy, Netherlands. Stay classy, Brazil. Stay classy, Australia. How about that? The number two fantasy podcast in Iceland. I love it. I, I Are you kidding me? You made I mean, my day. Dude, I, I've been smiling like the cat that ate the canary all day <laughs> long. It, it's been the best. All those wonderful countries. It's just awesome to know the game of football and the and the war zone is translating across so many countries. Thank you all for tuning in. And on behalf of that man, his name is Dr. Kyle. I know him better as the dirtiest player in the game today. I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Fabulous Big Bet, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll be back here next week with more Big Bets, and I'll see you on Saturday with the People's PropCast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, guys. Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family thousand dollars to cool g as we call it back home are you at liberty to play for that stanley would you prefer to play for smiles